So today we're going to be talking about uh, Halloween. So I hope this isn't too scary for you. Oh. If you get scared, just like you know, make some sort of like a simple with your hands, like no, don't talk about that, or like put your hands to your face like this, like you've just seen a ghost. Are you, wait, are you talking to me or to the listener? I'm talking to you. Oh, sorry, I thought you were talking to the listener, and I was like, surely they can just hit pause. Like uh, Nick, the pause button died uh, 15 years ago tonight in this very phone <laughs> that the listener is listening to this episode in. And it's prophesized that the pause button will come back once every 15 years? Yes, exactly. Wow. Ooh. We're through the looking glass here, Ooh, people. this is a haunted phone, this is. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. Would you say I'm it was perhaps... I am. Would you say it was perhaps a monkey's pause button? Uh... I'll have to get back to you on that one. I have to process that for a while. Right. That's a difficult joke, and it's going to take me a moment. I mean, difficult's an interesting way of saying shit, but... Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, you came in hard there. Episode 24 of Pods. In the key of Spooky Springfield. Ooh. Spooky Springfield, a uh, Dusty Springfield uh, <laughs> <laughs> tribute act. <laughs> I'm a... What's like a good J word for spooky or scary? I'm just thinking that a a, a, a Dusty Springfield tribute act called Spooky Springfield would have a song called Son of a Spooky Preacher Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of effort that's going into yeah. this tribute album. Only man that could ever reach me was the son of a spooky <laughs> preacher man. <laughs> Okay, so I feel like I should clarify. Um, you may have heard by now, I don't know what sequence they're going up in. You may have heard the episode where we ate the Butterfingers bars, which are like just a solid mass of sugar. Just a solid bar of sugar. A solid bar of sugar. So That was 10 minutes ago, so we're still pretty high from it. <laughs> and um, so I guess that's why this episode has already had more singing than any of our other episodes combined. I don't know about that. I think we sing pretty frequently. I just feel like I'm very, very hopped up on sugar still. So I'm a gelatinous blob, James, and you are um, knocking knees, Nick. Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> have, I, have I ever told you the? Have I told the story in the podcast about my first day of year eight? Uh you told you told the story of going into a haunted Domino's. Is this the same story? No, different story. Different story. Okay. So first day of year eight, we had um, you know every. Uh, small groups of year 8 that were buddied together with a couple of year 12 students and it was yep, meant to be I remember like that a, system yeah a kind of like in introducing them to the senior school um, I think in some parts of Australia the primary school senior school swap over doesn't happen in year 8 but anyway mm. in South Australia it does so we're doing that and I think um, it actually varies on a school by school basis maybe Oh, really? Or should I say a ghoul by ghoul basis? Oh, so I was going into high ghoul. Yeah, this is the Treehouse of Horror episode, by the way. And, oh, yeah, we're doing Treehouse of Horror number two. But yep. before we get to that, I'll tell you about one of my own nightmares. There we go. Fucking segued it back in. Um, so first day of year eight, uh, you know, I'm, I was now a small fish in a big pond. 
I went to school in a pond, James. Yeah, I went to that um, same pond. Yeah. <laughs> we were frog children. Frog children. Spooky. Um, <laughs> spawn of uh, frogs. Um, we uh, had to go around the uh, go around the circle and do the introduce yourself with an adjective that starts as the same letter as your name. I don't care for that at all. I don't care for that game at all. As a teacher, I hate making people do anything. (laughs) It's literally the worst. I just ask them to tell me what movies they like. Sure. Nice. Um, I would also be stomped at that game. Love the Beast. Love the Beast and Frozen and the Lion King. Um, So there aren't that many good adjectives that start with N. Or at least not that I knew in year eight. No. So I always I, had to go for jovial. It's all I've got. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I didn't want to say nice. Mm. I didn't want to say naughty. Um, you definitely don't want to say naughty. Both of those. I'm naughty. <laughs> I'm naughty. Nick. I'm naughty. Nick. Both of those sound. There weird. was a naughty Nick who went to the school. He lived in the uh, basement. He was not a pleasant man. The basement of the pond. Yeah. Come on, keep the internal logic going. Yeah, he had gills. Ponds don't have basements. Well, this one did. Old gill. Um, and so I decided because I was an obnoxious little asshole, yeah. I decided to go with nonchalant, nonchalant as in, you know, gentlemanly and suave and all those things. I don't think you can describe yourself as nonchalant and be nonchalant. I know. I think it is definitely a, uh, a characteristic that others have to bestow upon you. Not one that you can declare yourself as being. But yeah, it's a real paradox of a word. The vagaries of this word were not present to me in the panic of having to find an N-based adjective. Sure. Um, so I said nonchalant Nick. And the year 12 guy, the guy who was running this whole thing, the guy who was meant to be holding my hand through this transitory period. I mean, it was holding your hand. But uh, no, he wasn't. But okay. uh, his name's Daniel. And he said, what? No schlong Nick. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. All right, everyone. There's no schlong Nick. And I'm sitting there going, well, fuck, that goes year eight. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Try again in 2001, motherfucker. <laughs> so that wasn't the best first day of school ever. No. So I'm not going to introduce myself into the Treehouse of Horror episode as No Schlong Nick. Um, Nonchalant Nick's not particularly terrifying either, though. No, it's not. Noxious Nick. Noxious. Yeah. Fuck, that's good. There we go. And I have been a bit whiffy over the last few days. <laughs> so, Noxious Nick. All right, welcome to Pods in the Key of Spooky Springfield, episode 24, Treehouse of Horror 2, with your hosts, Noxious Nick. And uh, the gelatinous Blob James. Does it matter that gelatinous starts with a G? No, I'm just going for sound here more than anything, you sound. know. Oh, Jif. This is an audio medium, you see. Jif Jekyll. Yeah, I'm Jeff. <laughs> so, so Jif wants to become a Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, now, the um, Treehouse 2, you took notes during Marge's opening monologue, so I'm assuming you've got something to say about that. Uh, Marge promises that she believes they've snuck in some bad language in this episode. Did you detect any bad Ooh. language in here? Uh, is there a shit or a fuck um, or a motherfucker? Well, I don't think there was any of that. No? The closest I found is when Bart, in the second segment, renames America as Bonaland. Mm. But, I mean, that's pretty innocuous. In- innocuous. Yeah, we'll get more certainly into Bonaland not... a little later. i get some things to say about Bonaland. Certainly not noxious. I think I've set up too much. I've got, like, two sentences. But still, I've got them. Hey, that's still things to say. Mm, I suppose it is. Yeah. 
Yes. So this is a uh, this is a scary episode, and um, yes, I guess we should give a preamble. Uh, if you are, you know, terrified by the words we have to say here about this spooky episode, which I suppose will go up in like January, February. I'm not sure if the exact date this episode will go up, but you know, this is the Halloween episode. So if you're easily frightened, if you're terrified by even the mere mention of ghouls, uh, just listen anyway. We really could do with the downloads, tell other people to listen as well, so just don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, why not trick your friends into listening? Yeah. Or treat them by making them listen to it. Oh, see what you did there. Oh. So um, they st- all these episodes start with the gravestone gag, the gravestone yep. names. Um, and, you know, normally I just let those wash over me. I'm never that interested in them. Except there was one here where there was a slogan mm. on a gravestone. Lose weight now, ask me how. Mm. Is that... Was 1991 the death of that concept? Because I've seen that phrase since 1991. Yes. Is the implication that the phrase died or that the graveyard is being used for advertising? Oh, and so the death there is the death of the integrity of cemeteries. It's a possibility. That is actually going to come up on the very next episode of Eat My Shorts that we record. So. What, the death of the integrity of cemeteries? Yes. Are we doing an Eat My Shorts on the death of the integrity of cemeteries? <laughs> how are you? Pull- I don't see why not. How are you pulling that back in? Is it Colossus related? No, you'll see. The listener will see as well. That's something to look, look forward to the next video game episode because there's some stuff about... Oh. There's at least one sentence in there. Video game episode. Yeah. Computer games. You know that song? Is that the Nickelodeon? <laughs> no, it's by My Sex, Computer Games. Or maybe My Sex is the name of the song. Uh I'm 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 really not. Are you talking about Home Entertainment System by Lazaro's Dog? I No. Don't worry about it. I'll cross out all my Lazaro's dog notes then, shall I? Just rip the page off. No, don't do that. Oh, I've, I've sullied my notebook now. Ah, All for the sake of... This is what real terror looks like. The idea of a, an important document being destroyed. Our sacred parchment. Yes. So let's uh, let's go through this. We open with the most terrifying part of the episode, uh, where Homer is sitting in front of the TV, watching the news, eating some candy, and he appears to be eating a Butterfinger bar. Now, if you've listened to our previous Eat My Shorts... Eat my shorts. Now, usually in that episode, we eat shorts. This time, we ate a Butterfinger, <laughs> and it was a horrifying experience. Oh, they're just so sugary. I still feel it in my blood. I yep. feel like... Uh, yeah, They're not great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so I, got, I did get a bit of... Um, uh, look, I'm not going to diagnose myself with a proper disorder, but... Some PTSD-like symptoms, mm. right? Yeah. Um, there, there was definitely a shiver down my spine as I thought about that sugary, salty overload of nonsense that we that I subjected myself to for the previous episode. Nick, do you feel like you need another one right now? No. Okay, good, neither do I. I do not need... You haven't got more in your bag, have you? I'm going to throw your bag out into the street if you do. <laughs> Seems um, like an overreaction. Yeah, it does. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> the sugar's made me really punchy. Um, <laughs> you're crossing out a note as you write that. You're going to mention your sugar punchiness. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sugar punchman. So, um, yeah, we get this opening framing device where the kids bring home a lot of candy... 
Lisa's, uh, Lisa's dressed as a Native American toka, uh, totem, which seems like appropriation, but it's still a nice costume. There's a huge stack of candy on the ground. Yep. They talk about how eating candy, you know, I'd like to see this give me a nightmare. Ho <laughs> ho! Framing device. And it also felt very prescient because of the episode that we just had, because I know uh, the, 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 the Butterfinger eating episode that we just had, mm. because I do feel like I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Yeah, um, truthfully, like the dreams I have can never match up to the horrors of the life I'm experiencing. Although I did have a dream last night about a friend of the podcast, Paul Verhoeven. Oh, I had this dream second that. Um, shout out, second episode in a row where Paul's caught yeah. a shout out. Paul, if you're listening, and if you're not listening, where the fuck are you? Come um, on, I, Paul. I had this dream. That Paul Verhoeven had been Hello, cast... Hello, Tegan, if Paul's listened to this through speakers. Yeah, hi. Uh, I, was, I had this dream that Paul Verhoeven had been cast in some sort of TV show, because, you know, he does some stuff with TV and... You mean, like, wrapped into a full body, like, plaster cast? He'd been cast for a TV show? Sure, let's go with that. He was cast like a mummy, and he was, like, stumbling right. around in bandages. But I had this dream, he was cast in something, and he told me some details about this show that he was not meant to tell me. Oh. And, uh... Without really thinking about it, I just spread those details far and wide. Good. And then in the dream, I found out, oh, no, he's in a lot of trouble. He's been fired, and, like, the director of this show is very angry at you, specifically. Right. And in the dream, I was saying, ah, oh, if I just avoid this problem forever, I'm sure I won't face any consequences. And then I was just stumbling around through life, like, with this intense guilt that I was trying to ignore. Hmm. And then I woke up and thought, oh, I guess I got nothing to be guilty for. Happy New Year, because it is January 1st right now, by the way. Yeah, you know the interesting thing about that is that it's pretty good dream logic. Yeah. If I just avoid this problem forever, I'll never have to deal with it. Um, it's also got pretty good logic for life, i got to say. Isn't it worrying that even in my dreams, I'm just avoiding my problems, though? I mean, I don't think so. Hmm. You're right. It's only Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. <laughs> that was just a joke. <laughs> Okay, so we got three segments here, and we've decided to do a full episode on this Treehouse of Horror, because I feel like we can bullshit on a lot about mm. The Simpsons, that, you know, well, even when there's not that much going on, and there's three fucking parts to this episode, yeah. so we got plenty to say here. I think uh, we, we felt as though we'd cut ourselves short with the, with the first Treehouse of Horror, because we were trying to keep an eye on the time, and, and you know. Yeah, and we were ourselves. trying to quote The Raven. Always. Yeah. Instead yeah. of Nevermore, which is a band that I have no real interest in. And... No, Evermore. Yeah, well... Evermore was the terrible Australian pop rock band. Okay. What did, what songs did they do? Were they like, wake me up, wake me up inside, we're Evanescence. No, that was Evanescence. Um, I know because of the lyrics. Evermore did... Somewhere I've got a signed CD. I've got a CD single signed by Evermore. Because my... my Sorry, my, I, I know this is not what it's going to be, but my image is just like a CD that just has the word Evermore in pen on the front. <laughs> no, my, my late nan was at a, uh, was at a shopping centre where Evermore were playing. That's the, that's the career trajectory that Evermore had. Yep. They were doing midday appearances at Westfield shopping centres. And nan had never heard of the band, didn't see them perform but lined up to assumed get Assumed you would like them. Assumed I would like them. That's very sweet. Because the band had a guitar. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, thanks for going to all of that effort. <laughs> no interest in the scene. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Like, I see the thought process behind this. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. We really um, should talk about this episode, I guess. Happy to take your lead on it, my friend. Let's dive into The Monkey Paw, which is based on the short story The Monkey's Paw by W.W. W. Jacobs, a story that I have read. Uh, the 
short story version is a lot more grim than this right. because it's basically like a pet cemetery situation where a child dies and then you know um, should we use the poor to wish back this child pet cemetery the ramones song sure let's go with that i don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery that one uh, is that Ramon's song based on the Stephen King novel? I think it's written by W.W. W. Jacobs. Okay, because there's that section in uh, in the Stephen King novel where that old man says, I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. Sometimes dead is better. And then the kid comes back from... Oh. Yeah, because the pet cemetery, you bury a pet in the pet cemetery and the pet comes back to life. But the pet's a little different, a little oh. weirder, a little cold. Is that a bit like um, Grandfather's Gift? That book where someone's grandfather dies and they get buried under a lemon tree and then there's a fox that appears with the grandfather's blue eyes and the lemons are really good. It's more horrifying than that, I think. More horrifying than that. Either there are no lemons and there's not like a lovely little fox who pops up and is pleasant. More horrifying than a fox that's stolen a dead grandfather's eyes. Excellent. <laughs> In this story... We have a monkey paw, monkey paw that the Simpsons buy in uh, Marrakesh. They're in Marrakesh for some reason. Yes. They buy a monkey paw from a man who used to be the president of Algeria. Good. They get it home. and They the... get it home by a, via a direct Marrakesh to Springfield flight, by the yes. way. Which is a little detail I really enjoy. Which, again, the Simpsons has a very strange understanding of airports where they're just walking on the tarmac to this flight. Mm. Although, yeah, I mean... Yeah, because the security scanning appears to be happening at the rear stairs. Yes. Um, that, in my experience, even with, you know, a, a sleepy little backwater town like Adelaide, even our security is not on the tarmac. No. Anyway. It's all very odd. But they get this poor back home and they have four wishes. Four wishes they can make with this monkey paw. Four wishes. Because a monkey paw... The monkey has four fingers because it exists within the Simpsons world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, Nick... But the what? Simpsons have fewer fingers than we do. Now, I've always thought fewer fingers was the tenth character in The Simpsons. <laughs> I don't think I want to stick with that. <laughs> You're vetoing my addition to the list? Yeah, because we've got Bart, Lisa, Maggie, Marge, Homer, the town of Springfield itself, which you've asked me is a character in The Simpsons, uh, Mr. Mr. Burns, Ringo Starr, and Milhouse. <laughs> I think fewer fingers is an extension of this joke that we're cultivating. I think the concept of of fewer digits on each hand is indeed. I don't think we can start implementing concepts at the (laughs) tenth point. Okay, fine. I'll let myself be overruled on that. Vetoing fewer fingers. Are you... Are you... Because that's going to kill the entire gag, which I know is your aim. <laughs> Are you Danny DeVitoing my selection? Ooh, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. I think Danny DeVito is going to pop up in this episode. I think we're going to talk about Danny DeVito today. I mean, you always talk about... Anyway, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Mine so, so, they have four wishes. And they use those four wishes in a myriad of ways. Like a new pacifier. New pacifier. Fame and riches. Yes. World peace and a sandwich. A nice turkey sandwich with the turkey's a little dry, but otherwise it's good. Sure. So this got me thinking, Nick. Can I just clarify one thing first? Yes. When you say new pacifier, do you mean the Australian band 
Pacifier. No, I mean a remake of the Vin Diesel original, The Pacifier. Right. You know the interesting thing about why Pacifier was called Pacifier? They were called She Had. And then after the September 11 attack, the record label made them change their name. So they changed it to Pacifier. Hmm, okay, okay. You know, the interesting thing about the Vin Diesel film, The Pacifier, Please. is that I have not seen it and doubt that it's very good. Excellent. That is interesting. I thought so. It's rare for Vin Diesel to have a miss. Yeah. You know, sometimes, the thing is, when you have a street fight, sometimes the street fight's back. Uh, but this monkey paw with yes. four fingers. Let's say, for instance, you're walking around one day and you find a monkey paw on sure. the ground. Right. And you pick it up. That okay. That's an unlikely thing to have happened, but yes. And you realize, having read the WW Jacob story, I'm sure that sure. um, this monkey paw is going to grant you four wishes four with wishes. four fingers. Yes. What are the wishes you would make, and what are the if you've thought of this as well? What are the ironic ways in which those wishes would backfire on you? Do you think? Oh, okay. So, uh, do you want me to go from from f- like fourth wish wish to first wish? I would start with the first wish you're going to make. The first? Okay, the very first one is I would like to uneat the Butterfinger because I am feeling genuinely ill as a result of it. Okay, sure. Um, the ironic way that that may backfire on me, I suspect it's going to involve some projectile vomiting mm. rather than simply... Oh yeah, because you can just uneat that finger if you want to by vomiting. I might. Uh, <laughs> but, but didn't. But rather than... Because uh, what I really want is the effects of it to be cancelled out. Yeah. But I probably won't phrase that as 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 nicely as I could. Um, and I, you know, I suspect that's what will happen there. Um, uh, second wish would be for an easier time creating lists. Okay. Because I don't really know what my next two wishes are going to be. Okay. Um, third thing. Um, you know what? Some more listeners for Pods in the Key of Springfield would be nice. Yeah, sure. But the um, irony would be they'd be like Nazis or something? No. Well, maybe. I was thinking the ironic backfiring would be that uh, more listeners means we're much more likely to be held to a higher standard <laughs> for all the things that we say, and I'm not sure that I can cope with that. Sure. Um, and then I suppose my last wish would be... Uh, I'd... I'd play it safe, and I would do the Homer thing. I would order myself a sandwich. Yeah, turkey yeah. sandwich. Probably not, to be honest. I th- actually no. Sorry, I might go. Uh, I might go a burger. Something that's a little bit spicy. Something like a, a, a spicy kind of beef burger. Spicy beef burger. Spicy kind of beef burger. That does maybe sound really a, good. Maybe a burrito. Ooh, a burrito. Maybe something with black beans in it. So this would be your wish. Uh, can I have like a sandwich or a burger or a burrito? Just something to fill me up. Yeah. You know what the ironic thing would be? What? They'd give you a Butterfinger. Fuck. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> so I was uh, thinking about the wishes I would make. And then I would argue with the monkey's paw and it would write. It would use itself to write a little note that says, but the Butterfinger is calorically dense like dinner. I would like to say that the monkey would hilariously give you the finger, but it only has four, so it can't really pull it uh, off. It can maybe flip you off with two fingers, like the English style of flip yes, off. Yes, yes, yes. Give them the Vs. So, I was thinking about the four wishes I would make. The first wish, I would get greedy immediately and say, I want to be the best novelist or writer in the world. Okay. And I think that would backfire in that either I would write one really good novel and never be able to follow it up. All right. Or I would write a novel... That was beloved, but it was somehow beloved by the far right who misinterpreted my meaning, and it's really... I feel like that's 
what would mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Next one, I would wish for infinite monkey paws. And I would get them, but they wouldn't be magical. They'd just be standard monkey paws. I'd just have oh. a whole bunch of monkey paws just lying around. Infinite, too. Yeah, because, you know, you can't just wish for infinite wishes. There are clauses against that. The genie in Aladdin was like, now take your wishes for infinite wishes and throw them away. <laughs> so, just wouldn't happen. Oh, genie, my genie. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, I'd get that. <gasps> what? Is there a meme? Remember... I may have just invented a new meme. You just... Such a sharp <laughs> intake of air there. I don't know how to interpret I may have just your invent, excitement. I may have just invented a meme. Okay. You know there's the... the, the Very m- presumptuous, <laughs> but okay, let's hear it. You know the, the movie... This is almost certainly going to be a thing that already exists. But you know there's the movie where Robin Williams plays the clown that helps people... Patch put, Adams? Patch, yeah. Is there an Oh Patches My Patches meme? Of like the oh captain my captain moment, but it's the patches the clown. I don't know. Fuck, I hope so. <laughs> all right, well, um, all right, we'll look into that afterwards. That's whatever that is. Number three, I get Danny DeVito on this fucking podcast. Oh, I get the DeVites. Wait, does that mean? Does that mean as a as a? <laughs> am I being killed in your third wish? <laughs> no, you can live. Just we'd also have Danny DeVito. And I guess the ironic twist would be either it's just a Danny DeVito, not the Danny DeVito. Sure, just yes. be some guy called Daniel DeVito. Some guy. Or Danny DeVito just wouldn't want to participate in our bullshit and he would hate it. Which seems pretty likely, seems, really. Seems pretty likely. Although if Danny DeVito is out there, if you could come on, maybe reprise the role of her pal. Uh, we got we got plans, we got things. We love you, Danny DeVito, with our whole hearts. We love Yonky Herb. And then... um. Yeah, my number four was also just really good sandwich. Maybe a turkey sandwich, because I quite like turkey. Sure. Uh, as far as I can see, that could not go wrong. You just get the sandwich, you eat it. Maybe the turkey would be a little dry. Other than that. Yeah, but, you know. So. Think, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm really glad we're only doing one episode on this, because we are, like, half an hour into this fucking thing. Oh, and we've discussed absolutely nothing. <laughs> So The Simpsons become rich and famous, and it becomes, for a moment, a broad parody of what actually happened with The Simpsons. Yes. Okay, yes. They introduced their album, The Simpsons Go Calypso, which could have been the name of this podcast. The uh, the pods go Calypso. Would that have worked? I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh... And then, uh, the thing is, they get very popular, and then people start to hate them. And they're all bummed out. Oh, nobody likes us anymore. Mm, mm, mm. That level of popularity and success still looks pretty good, though. Yeah. It just seems like they could just live a charmed life. Yeah, it also seems like they could probably just get out of Springfield. Yeah, it seems like they are producing content without really putting in the work required. Mm. We never see them record this Calypso album. It just exists. And it, it, do, it doesn't sound great, but it's still shifting units. So. Yeah. It's still probably better than The Simpsons Sing the Blues. Probably. Even though Deep Deep Trouble, as we have discussed, is the defining cultural milestone of our times. Sure. Yeah. More so than Smells Like Teen Spirit? More so than Mumbo Number 5? Uh, I mean, Mumbo Number 5 is obviously the defining song of my life. <laughs> Bang. You know, it's like a little, a little bit of Jessica in the sun, a little bit of Mary who's also a woman, a little bit of Tina, she's my friend, a little bit of uh, Mary until the end, a little bit of Samantha uh, in my reading group, 
a little bit of Lisa uh, being her buddies a coop. Uh, a little bit of what? a little bit of Sandra, she's all right. Uh, a little bit of I'm done with this bit. Let's continue on with the episode. The Simpsons. Oh, that's such an annoying thing <laughs> to go for that long and then not even have any resolution on it. Oh my god! <laughs> you could have finished. You could have finished with a little bit of Butterfinger. Fuck. Good night. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> So, aliens arrive on Earth, and they say, your superior intellect is no match for our puny weapons. Good. Uh, they wreck shit. It's pretty good. Flanders gets the Flanders gets the poor, and it turns out the Simpsons were just very bad at making wishes. He mm. succeeds. Everything's good. Everything's fine. Lisa wakes up and presents this as a nightmare. It doesn't seem that nightmarish to me. It seems outlandish, maybe, but mostly mm. it's a fun, JP dream. Yeah. I think it's good. I think I would love to be dreaming these sorts of dreams, especially as an eight-year-old. Yeah, why is that a nightmare for Lisa? Yeah, it's... I don't know. Is it because that she, deep down, really likes her family and they've become the most hated family in the world? Doubt it. Hmm. Hmm. But, you know, she says, Oh, I've had a bad dream, Bart. I'm going to sleep with you. And Bart himself has a nightmare. And this one was based on It's a Good Life, which was both an episode of The Twilight Zone, which was later remade for the Twilight Zone movie, sure. which is not very good. Okay. It was also a short story by Jerome Bixby, written in 1953. I've read this short story and it's pretty fucking... It gets under your skin. It's more horrifying than the version here. Mm. There's a section from the story I remember. It's Again, it's about a little boy who has some sort of psychic ability where if people aren't thinking happy thoughts constantly, he can fuck them up. In right. that version of the story, it's focused on the kid's family and they're like isolated from the rest of the world. Like once you reach a certain point on the road, like the world ends, you can't keep going. Mm. And there's a section where like an uncle gets really drunk and belligerent. And it just says on the page something like, uh, he turned him into the most horrifying thing anyone had ever seen. Mm. Doesn't give you any further description than that. Interesting. It's intense. It's good. And uh, this story, also pretty good. Pretty intense. Okay, yeah. Starts with a little Rod Serling-like intro, like The Twilight Zone. Have you ever watched The Twilight Zone, Nick? No. Twilight Zone's really good. But then some episodes are very bad. Twilighty show about that zone? Exactly. That's all I know about it. There's one episode that I was thinking about the other day because it's just particularly bad and it's stuck in my mind since I've seen it. It's this, uh, this guy goes wins a holiday to Vegas with his wife. And he walks in, he's like, I don't like gambling. Gambling's bad. Rah, 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 it's bad. And his wife's like, oh, come on, honey. Gambling's fine. I like to gamble. Gambling's good, actually. So he, uh, I don't know, he, like, accidentally drops a coin in a fucking poker machine or something. There's some very, like, ridiculous setup. (laughs) Tripped coin. like, oh, I guess I might as well pull the handle here. And he, like, wins some money. He's like, ha, won some money. So he spends the rest of the night gambling all of his money. And loses it all, and is later killed by a sentient poker machine that attacks him in his room. Which might be a metaphor, but it's just bad. It's very bad. Yeah, it's not great. Twilight Zone, though. Very good show. Sentient poker machine. Yeah, poker machine, like, comes at him. He, like, falls out a window. That's weird. Was the poker machine angry at the way that it had been treated? Uh, I suppose it was angry that it had to carry so many coins. I mean, that would be bad on your back. Now, in this episode, people have to think happy thoughts all the time, or they'll be killed, or they'll be turned into some sort of horrifying creation. Sure. I was thinking, 
I would die right away in this world. Oh, yeah. I would last maybe 15 minutes. Absolutely. Before I just had some sort of horrifying thought. Yeah, always. Always, always, always. Every day. I I would just lean into it like, you know what? Time to die. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Time to die. Here it is. Twilight Zone. Not that good. Bang. (laughs) Um, That one specific episode of the Twilight Zone was really bad. Ah. No. Why didn't I just think about the hundred good ones? That's me turning into a balloon and floating away. Oh, that's that's the future you've got planned. Yeah, in in this yes, dystopian good lifey yeah. world. Yeah, where some sort of child has put a curse upon me. Mm. Mm. I um don't know why it would be in Bart's best interest for everyone to be thinking happy thoughts all the time. Oh, it's just so he can get away with being a little rabble rouser, isn't it? Yeah. He yeah, just okay. enjoys the the idea of this sort of fun, like, he's a big fan of Crest of the Clown. He just likes everyone to clown around and... Clowning. Yeah. Clowning. Hope you like clowning too. So if you had this mind power... He's <laughs> 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 laughing at my transition there. Oi, 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 oi. I got a red shiny nose. Okay, so if you had this power, Nick. <laughs> yes. How long do you think it would take you to go full evil? Or what is the nature of good and evil in a situation like this? Uh, what is the what are the limitations? What are the things you could do that would make the world a better place that are maybe bad that you would do with this power? Because I think about this all the fucking time. Um. So if you were all powerful, mm. so I don't think I would do. I feel like, well, I hope I wouldn't do anything that was just needlessly evil. I often think, though, if you just had the power to destroy specific individuals. Right. Right, like the the objectively bad people. Yeah, like the obvious benefits of that come to mind immediately, but yeah. is it worth doing? Don't Would it be know. good in this ridiculous hypothetical? I mean... If you could just... Put an end to people who are actively making the world worse. Yeah. Do we let the train hit 12 people or change the track so that it hits one? Yeah. If that one Mm. person is Hitler. Mm. Well, I mean, I think Hitler is a... um, Dust train is on a nuisance train. I I, I think Hitler's a threat that has passed. I would think that, but you know... (laughs) Well, some of his thoughts may live on in yes. in the White House, but... Um, yep, and on the streets. And on the streets. On the streets uh, in your mind. And uh, the actual streets. And the actual streets. Uh, some of them have no name. Isn't that right, Bono? Yeah, like that horse in the uh, desert that I've been through. A horse with no name. Yeah, in the desert, you can't remember your name. Ain't no one for to give you no blame. I'm going to hit copyright here. What was what's that from? It's that Depeche Mode song. Horse with no name. Oh, sorry. Good song. I don't know that. Okay, well, it's fine because it has little to do with this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, I'm asking a big question here that doesn't necessarily have an easy answer. No, I don't think it does. Um, I am not going to sit here and say which specific people I would kill. That seems <laughs> like not very fun conversation for a comedy podcast. Yeah. You wouldn't kill me, though, right? <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay, that's good. I just wanted to make sure. You're fine. I'm going to take you off my list. Why was I on your list? Just people I had to check. Oh, people you had to check. Sorry, yeah. I thought I was on your like list of like reciprocal kills. Nick, are you accusing me of having a kill list? Reciprocal. 
Are you saying you believe that I have a list like that? No, but wouldn't you call it a reciprocal kill? You know, you're going back on the list now. We're back on the fucking list for. Uh, so <sighs> in this episode, America becomes Bonaland, yes. which is interesting because that actually happened last year. <laughs> America has been known as Bonaland <laughs> since about January 2017. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fair, and it was all because of a misspelling in a tweet, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, hasn't, hasn't history been a fun ride? Oh, it's been something. <laughs> it's been something. Yeah, it's been. Uh, we go we go to the school. We see that school is now a pleasurable experience for Bart. History changes based on his answers. Skinner is serenading him. Something I never noticed before this episode, before watching this episode, sorry, this time, yeah. is that on Krabuffle's desk, there's two apples and a dead rat. Or possibly mouse sitting on her desk. Right. Is like that the gift that Bart has given Krabuffle? I like to imagine that's the implication. Either Bart has given it or he has instructed somebody else to give it. Interesting. I didn't so know like, that. That's like a little subtle thing. Yeah. There's a few subtle little touches in here. Like yeah. the, the Bonaland, whatever it is later on. The, uh, the, the door that uh, Dr. Marvin Monroe's office door that says the um, Bonaland Medical Association. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Very, that's very good. I really like this segment. This is my favorite segment of the three. I'm giving it my... Uh, my segment. horror segment of the week. Horror segment of the week. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Which I know is a bit of a sp- scary concept. If this is getting too scary for you, Nick, you just have to let me know, okay? Oh, no, I'm, I'm tracking along just fine. Okay, so Homer plans to bash in the head of his son. Sure. He's got a little monologue about it. We've really all been like there. that. Yeah. We've all been there. We've all wanted to bash in Bart's little skull. Oh, no, I just mean the heads of our sons. Nick, have you been, have you been thinking about your son in that way? I don't have a son. Oh my god. I'm in Krostovsky. <laughs> uh, I really like that Homer gets turned into a jack in the box. I think that's cool. I think the animation is cool. It's a good look. It's a good it design. Is. And the air conditioning joke, good. I like it. Mm. I do wonder though. Sure. How does he take a shit? Does he shit into the box? Huh. Does he stop shitting? Does he still have a digestive tract? I'm not does sure. Does food go around the little spiral? Does it go around the little slinky? Mm. I don't know. That Do you have it... to turn the crank to release the shit valve? I mean, maybe. Don't know why I'm making a cranking motion. No, it's, it's, it's for my benefit. Yeah. Um, I imagine when you are a jack in a, when you're a sentient jack in a box, I don't think food's your number one priority. I reckon you're getting along just fine without it. Where would you go to get food, though? Like jack in the box? Oh, the American fast food chain. Yeah. I'd go to. Oh, would that be too on the nose? Hungry Jack in the Box. Okay. Um, no, I'd probably go if I was um, if I was a um, sentient Jack in the Box. I'd probably go to Illinois Fried Chicken IFC. Oh uh, yeah, the um, talking about before the Sophie and Stevens album. Uh, now the episode was that released in 1966. I don't believe so. <laughs> <laughs> We're just losing. Losing myself in an ever-increasing spiral of our own in-jokes. We're going to have to reset all of them at some point. Uh, So this episode ends quite nicely with Bart and Homer having a little connection. Yeah. And telling each other they love each other. And then Bart wakes up screaming because what men fear the most, especially in the early 90s, is male affection. Yes. Affection between other men. Yes. It's a... and, and Bart's the twist is Bart's nightmare is a loving relationship with his father yeah absolutely nightmare 
Yeah. Good app. Good portion. Good. Oh, what's the word? You no, know, it wasn't a good portion. These fucking butterfingers were ate earlier. Too much. I really, I feel like I'm having a sugar come down right I'm now. I'm so not feeling good. Very good. Well, should we move on to the third and final segment? The uh, third and final segment. Segment. In which uh, Homer becomes a Roberman. Yes. Yeah. His brain's pulled out, put into a Roberman's body. Mm. He becomes a Roberman. Roberman. He eats a donut, and then the brain is taken back out again. Not as good as the previous two segments, but there's some stuff to talk about still. Yeah, some stuff. So, uh, in Homer's dream of becoming a Roberman, mm-hmm. he's fired from his job, random firing. Mm-hmm. He's looking through the paper for other jobs. Firing just to keep people on their toes. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. So he's reading through the other jobs in the newspaper, and Bart points out a position to him that pays $28 an hour mm. to be a grave digger. Mm. Now, $28 an hour... 1991 US dollar. Mm. Seems like a pretty good rate. I'd be happy in that job, I think. Now, now I'm not saying I'd be a grave digger. Yep, there we go. Yeah. There's really no good way of adapting the next line of that song into... No, it's pretty tricky. Actually, a big fan of Kanye West as well. Kanye, if you're listening, we would love to have you. Nick probably is not as big a fan, but I would love to have you on the podcast where we talk about The Simpsons. I might bounce out of that episode if I can. What, even if he's a pretty big star, we could get Kanye West on, I, on the podcast. I have no interest in meeting big stars that I don't care about. Hey, Kanye, really like Jesus. <laughs> I think that's your best work. Wasn't that big on Life of Pablo, frankly, but we can work with that. Sure. I mean, you know, my opinion doesn't really matter. You've got a lot of really dedicated fans, and you mean a lot to them. Please keep making your music anyway. Hmm. Uh, and we're all looking forward to TurboGrafx-16, if that's still the name of the next album. Uh, yeah, so in this one... Uh, Homer becomes a Roberman, much like Robocop, Paul Verhoeven's film. Sure, yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. Uh, and not a lot happens in it. Not a lot happens. The one, the one note I've got from this segment is that while they are doing the surgery to remove the top of Homer's skull, scoop out his brain, put it into the robot, they pause to eat pizza and drink wine, yeah. and they are eating the pizza with their rubber surgical gloves still on. Oh, shit. I feel, yes. I feel like the point of putting the gloves on is so that you can take the gloves off and have blood-free pizza. I've always thought that was a particularly nice-looking pizza as well. It's uh, like a standard pepperoni American pizza. But yeah. There's a quality to that pizza, and Burns seems to be really enjoying really it. Really hoeing into it. Mm. Pizza doesn't seem like a Burnsy food to me, but... Uh, I don't know. I feel like... Treehouse of Horror Burns, ah. who perhaps he's the tenth character, the tenth Simpson. Um, okay, <laughs> I thought he was the sixth. Yeah, but tree no. He's oh, Treehouse of Horror yeah. Burns, right? Distinct, different Burns. You're eight, you're you're actually right. Yeah. It is a, it is a very yeah. different. I yes. mean, original Burns is like third degree Burns. This is second degree Burns. <laughs> nice, good. Uh, I like it. Yeah, there's really nice animation throughout this segment, like when uh, Bernsey is beating what he suspects is Homer's corpse with an axe, mm. when they're slicing through Homer's skull. The sound effects are really good as well. The sound of like the the saw going through his skull and scooping out the brains with an ice cream scoop. Very good uh, foley work, very good animation work. Yeah. Uh, a lot of horrifying shit happening all the while, but it's, it's pleasant, it's nice. Mm. Uh, the robot... Seems to really enjoy donuts. I don't know why they built the robot with the ability to taste things and sleep. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I really don't have a whole lot to say about this one. Although, I do like there's like an ongoing thing 
in Treehouse of Horrors, I'm not sure how many times it happens or if it only happens twice because I can only think of two times of it happening. Mm. But there's a joke here where Smithers says, Homer's still alive, and Burns says, what do you know, I owe you a Coke. Now, in season five, or possibly six, when we get the uh, the Shining parody, Burns oh. says, if, uh, if we come back and he's brutally murdered all of them, I owe you a Coke. Is this like an ongoing thing in the Treehouse of Horrors where Burns offers to buy Smithers a Coke? Maybe. Does he do it in the vampire one? Uh, I don't know. Because I feel like if they've only done it twice, that's a shame. If they've done it three times, that is a wonderment. Yes. Hmm. Mm. We'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah. We'll, we'll be, be on, on Coke Watch. We'll be on Coke Watch. I'm always on Coke Watch. I really need some Coke right now. S- scratching. You've said before that's a thing that you want to do, so... Yeah, and that really got me thinking, man. And now I'm all about that Coke life. I'm all about that Coke. About that Coke. No other drug. Yeah. That wasn't I have been doing other drugs that, as well. That, that wasn't my strongest singing <laughs> improvisation. This is the third episode we've recorded today, so I think it's fine. <laughs> I'm crashing so hard off that Butterfinger. Yeah, me too. The um, last thing I'd like to say about this episode, and I feel like we can get away with not saying a lot about this last segment because it's not as strong, but um, yeah. right at the end, Homer wakes up and Mr. Burns' head has been stitched to his body. Yeah. And we get a little jokey next week on The Simpsons, which yeah. I seem to recall as a child thinking was an actual preview for the next episode. Mm. But um, we see Homer and Mr. Burns living with two heads on one body. I think I'd watch that spinoff. I think oh. I'd watch that show. Yeah, okay. It'd be good to have the, the third and sixth Simpson or third and seventh Simpson living in one body. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, no, you're right. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd That'd be all be a, about that. A fun new little twist yeah. in the formulae. Oh, you know what we can talk about? What can we talk about? The incredibly simplistic season three DVD menus. Ah, oh, shit. They are bad. Yeah, so you know how we've talked... We've complained about DVD menus previously, because yep. season... I reckon season one and two don't have a play all button... Season 2 makes you spin for ages through the spinning heads before you can finally get through to the menu. Mm. This one, they've gone too far in the other direction. You click the episode list, it comes up with a black screen yep. with yellow text, and then you click that and it's a black screen with yellow text, and then you click play and the episode plays. It feels like a bootleg. It does feel like a bootleg. Um, it does have a play all button though, which mm. I will give it credit for, but we don't use it yeah. because... Our recording sessions are always broken up, so it's too hot. Yes. <sighs> and that is really the most horrifying thing, I think. Spooky. Ooh, I'm a ghoul. I really am crashing hard from that Butterfinger. That has affected me more than I could have anticipated. Yeah, I know. I, feel, I genuinely feel terrible. Should we eat some real food? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode. The Treehouse of Horror episode. Of pods. In the key. Of spooky Springfield. Ooh, a wazzle. <laughs> um, look at me. I'm David Crockett. <laughs> Good evil laugh. Yeah, thank you. This should not have... This Butterfinger should not have fucked me up as much as it has. How can a child eat a whole one of those? Like, this doesn't feel normal. I can eat a chocolate bar usually and be completely fine. Mate, I can put away a chocolate. Uh, 
I um, can gorge myself on a Snickers. <laughs> oh, give me a Snickers, I'd be fucking running marathons right yeah. now. Give me that Butterfingers, and the only marathon I've got is the never-ending pain of life. Do you ever think about how absurdly irresponsible the old Mars slogan, and Mars a day helps you work where play was? Yeah. Like, how impossible... <laughs> It would be to get away with that now. Yeah, totally. You get... can't claim that you should be eating one of those every day. No, and you cannot claim that it helps you rest. <laughs> How is it helping you rest? <laughs> it's liquefied sugar. And to like rip off the broad slogan applied to apples <laughs> for the Mars bar. An apple a day uh-huh. keeps the doctor away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's absurd. <sighs> In Springfield. <laughs> Jamming the headphones on my ears to see if I can hear the motorbike going past the house again. Jamming. <laughs> Hope you like jamming too. I reckon it's very, very slightly coming up. Okay. So if, if, got... if the motorbike tears off down the street, that's just me riding off into the sunset being cool that's after just, a joke. No, that that's made. just a ghost or a ghoul. This is the hell. It's the pause button. Yeah. Oh, God. How could two little lines instill so much fear? <laughs> That's the tagline for a very bad movie, I think. Or um, uh, no, no, a dark reboot of the Madeline franchise. Twelve little girls in two straight lines. How could two straight lines instill so much fear? There and they then lay, dead on the floor, and that's all there is. There isn't any more. <laughs> Something is not right. Something is quite wrong. And so, <laughs> I sing this song. Wait a minute, was Madeline always a horror franchise? It, you know what? It may have been, actually. I'm Madeline. I'm I mean, Madeline. it was like 12 girls being led around by a nun, and I hope you if have the Conjuring strange. franchise has taught me nothing else, it's that nuns are terrifying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even know what the Conjuring is. The Conjuring 2, there's like this freaky nun character... And then they say, what do we have to do about this nun? It's like, oh, you just say her name and she'll fuck right off. It's like, what's her name? I don't know. Just like figure it out. And then she remembers the first time she met the nun. It's like, oh, she just like told me her name. I'll just say her name to her. That's a pretty weak through line for a movie. I know, right? And now they're doing a spinoff film about this nun. Whose name escapes me. It's like Valchek or something. Valchek. Something like that. Interesting. Um... Sure. It's like, what, how do I defeat the evil nun? Just say a name to her. She'll say her name. Yeah. Say her name, say her name. She'll fuck right off. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Say her name, say her name. If someone is around you, you don't want her to none you. Why the sudden chain? Say my name, say my name. When she in, when, and when she first meets you, she will introduce you to her name. That's good. That's good. There we go. All right.